Hey, this is Kevin Weatherby at Save the Cowboy. I want you to tow that stirrup, throw a leg over the candle, take a deep seat, and pull your hat down tight. I ain't gonna tolerate no whining or griping, so let's all strike a long trot down that narrow trail and learn how to ride with God. Come on! What you waiting on? Let's go. I'll never forget, I was in a ranch rodeo. We put on a ranch rodeo whenever I was a pastor of the Pecos County Cowboy Church. And I had... There was four of us, and I was the weak link on the team. The other three guys were actual working ranch cowboys. These were salty. These were good hands. I'd grown up with one of them, and another one, uh, he was a, a, one of the lay pastors in the church, and uh, then another guy was just a working ranch cowboy. And it came time for the team doctrine. And I, tell you, I take that back. There wasn't a four-man team. It was just a three-man team. It was just us three. And um, it came time for the team doctrine, and everybody got one loop, okay? So, you know, if you missed once, you couldn't throw again at the head. Everybody had three. Well, Bailey Clark, he comes tearing out across there. He gets ours, and he gets up there and fans it off, waves it off. So Tommy, he gets in there, and he comes in behind. He throws the sweetest little shot, or it's a big shot, and it lands right on it, and then gets on the belly, and he has to just let it go. And so I build in behind. I am not supposed to be roping. They should not have let me even carry a rope because my idea of roping is a lot different than other people's idea of roping. And I will never forget, I'm building up to this steer. Me and old Ace, Ace is like, Ace is like, he's going to go around that way. Can we just go across here and cut him off? Because Ace is lazy. So I'm pouring iron to Ace and he's giving me all he's got. And I'm getting up there, and about the time that I should just be start swinging, I should take my time, because if I miss, we're out. I hear Tommy go, It's all up to you, Parson! And for some reason, I threw about the distance from me to that speaker. My rope wasn't that long. I just got in a hurry, and I brought a bad habit from Texas. In Texas, and this isn't a criticism or anything like that, it's just the, way, it's the culture down there. Man, if you're going to do it, you do it big and you do it fast. And, you know, I got up here and I started working with, with Ty and, and, and some of these other guys, and, and it is so hard to learn to be patient and wait on the right shot. The other day I was out there, and I mean, I tore out across here. We're building up fast. And I get up there, and I mean, it just kicks in those same old bad habits. Because in Texas, I mean, if you have... I mean, most of the time it's brushy. So if you have an opportunity to throw where it's not going to get caught on a mosquito or something, you got to throw and you got to throw right then. Well, it's wide open here, but I don't see that. I just see open spot throw. And it is so, I got out there and Ty's like, hey man, y'all just go ahead and cut her out of there and y'all go get her rope. So I built to her and I, I mean, run right up on her on Fiona and she's running 9-0, I'm running 9-0. It was not a good time to throw. She kind of ducked off and I threw way over here. Lowest percentage shot in the world and everything like that. And anyway, I get back over there and Ty's like, hey man, he said, you ain't in Texas anymore. He said, we got, Nine million acres. Just track up. Just get right behind her. He said, better yet, Fiona's small. Get a little wind out of her first. Because, I mean, if I would have caught her right then, man, she was full of vinegar and other things. And, I mean, you know, you rope her and you dally out and then the, you know, and you got a big old fight. He said, man, just track her out. Just lope along behind. Get in time with them. Wait on the right shot. And you know what? When you learn to wait on the right shot, it does four things. The first thing that it does 
is you waiting on your shot makes you an all-around stronger cowboy. Because, I mean, I, I guarantee you, whenever you go out there, if the, if the boss of the place or, or whoever's in charge tells you to go out there and rope it, if you go out there, you track her up, kind of, you know, you can run her in a big old circle out there, reach out there, rope the first time, be real gentle with her, you're going to get invited back. But not, not only that, it's going to make you an all-around cowboy because you're going to have the confidence. You know, I mean, how many, it's, you got 14 cowboys watching and you get out there and it's your shot and you throw it in the dirt. It's embarrassing. Wait on your shot. It doesn't have to be. And, it, and if they're cowboys that you're working with, they'll wait. Now they may give you a hard time about it later on or something, but you know what? It doesn't matter the amount of time it takes. What's respected is how you handle the cattle, the fact that you didn't miss, and the fact that everybody's safe. If you want to be a stronger cowboy, you've got to wait on your shot and not get in such a hurry about everything. And it's not just ranching. I mean, this, this has application no matter what you do for a living. But we all cowboy for God, so I'm trying to show y'all how to be better cowboys and cowgirls. If I ever say cowboys, I am not excluding cowgirls. I am the least politically correct person in the world. And if I'm okay with being a part of the bride of Christ... You can be okay with being part of Cowboys. Now that that's said and done. We're trying to be better all-around Cowboys. Weight on your shot makes you a stronger Cowboy. Don't get in a hurry. The second thing it does, waiting on your shot makes what you do look effortless and gives you a new perspective. Because let me tell you what is the bad perspective is knowing that most of the time when you build that heifer or whatever you're going to rope, you get out there, you throw... You miss, and you have to peel off, and then the guy coming behind you just effortlessly gets right up on her, throws it on, dallies, and everything's done. How would you like the perspective of succeeding? Well, you're not going to succeed if you get in a hurry, and if you try to force things. I'll never forget, later on, I roped one, and Ty comes loping up on his little on his little colt, and we've got I've got one headed. He just comes loping up. He didn't go out there and run around and everything. He just comes roping up and just whoop, throws the nicest heel, uh, hip shot you've ever seen and made it look effortless. Good hands will do that. You can be a good hand, but you cannot go around all the time. Get a new perspective. Make it look effortless. Learn to wait on your shot. And you know what? The third thing, waiting on your shot, waiting on your shot actually makes you faster. Think about that. Waiting on your shot makes you faster. Because I guarantee you, if you waited another 30 yards to be sure you were in the right position, you had your horse in the right position, getting your horse in the right lead, you're in time, you're right there, and everything like that, that extra 30, 40, even 50 yards or 100 yards will be faster to wait on a good shot and catch than to hurry a shot, miss, get your rope back up, build another loop. Waiting is faster. It makes you faster. A miss takes longer. Another thing that a miss will do is it makes you start doubting yourself. You know everybody's watching. You know everybody's watching. And you know what? It gets you discouraged. <laughs> I mean, I told you about the day that, that Jared caught, caught one on, on one loop out there, and then I tried to heal it for the next nine and a half hours in a hailstorm. And then misses start getting, they start working on you, and the devil uses those, man. He'll get in your ear. Yeah, you can't rope, you can't do this, you can't do that. Get you discouraged, man. Wait on your shot. 
Waiting makes you faster. And then fourth thing, waiting on your shot will help you, help keep you from giving up. You know, I have seen more people get discouraged by the misses in their life. And I'm not talking about Mrs. MRS, although that may have an application. I don't know. Thank you. There's one person thought that was funny. All the other men were like, I ain't laughing at that. You stupid, you think I'm laughing at that. But you will. You'll get discouraged. And, you know, catching is more fun than missing. Wouldn't it be better just to wait on your shot, wait to make sure that everything is right and right there, go out there, rope? Man, when you rope 10 or 15 in a row without missing, man, that does something to you. It's more fun. But you get out there and miss 10 or 15 in a row, and I know because I have done it, you get discouraged and you want to quit. Just take your time. Slow down. Wait on your shot. Seriously. It really is that important. Waiting on your shot makes you an all-around stronger cowboy. Waiting on your shot makes what you do look effortless and gives you a new perspective. Waiting on your shot makes you faster. Waiting on your shot will keep you from giving up, from wanting to quit. In Isaiah chapter 40, verse 31, nearly every one of you has heard it. But those who trust in the Lord will find new strength. They will soar high on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint. Isaiah 40:31. You want to hear some good news today? That was written for you no matter what situation that you're going through right now or what you might go through in the future. It is not applicable... I'm going to wear a wristband for that one. It is not just applicable to today, but for every situation. But those who wait... Now, I want, I want you to know, in the King James Version or the New King James Version, some of you have those Bibles, it says... For those who wait on the Lord will find new strength, okay? And in the New Living Translation, it says those who trust in the Lord will find new strength. And in the NIV, in the New International Version, it says, but those who hope in the Lord. And I wondered about that, but think about this. Wait, trust, and hope. Aren't those all kind of the same thing? If you wait on something, if you hope for something, if you have to trust in something. You know, trust doesn't have anything to do with what you know is going to happen. If you trust it, you've got to trust in it before it happens. Put those three things together, wait, trust, and hope. I don't care what version of the Bible that you're reading, but those who trust, wait, and hope in the Lord will find new strength. Put those three things together, and you know what that is? Uh, trust, waiting, and hope. Put those three things together. I think that's faith. Faith. What do you put your faith in? It's a valid question. What are you putting your faith in? Are you putting it in money? Are, are, you, are you just doing everything you can do nine days a week so that you can have more money so that you will feel more secure? If that's the case, then good luck. You're going to run out of steam. You're going to run out. I mean, it doesn't take much, man. Money in this world is if you're putting your hope, your faith, or your hope, trust, and waiting on money, <laughs> I'm sorry, man. I'm going to tell you right now, you're going to be miserable. You are going to be miserable. What do you put your faith in? Money? Or do you put your faith in men? In mankind? People are going to let you down. There's only one man that's not going to let you down, and his name is Jesus Christ. He's the only perfect man. Oh, and by the way, I, I figured this out. How many times have y'all ever been asked, were you raised in a barn? You can always say now, well, the only perfect man was born in a barn. So, 
There you go. Mamas will be mad at me now. What do you put your faith in? Money? Man? Material possessions? You put your faith in medicine? And I'm not talking about beneficial medicine. I've got an asthma inhaler that I carry in my pocket. What I mean by medicine is we live in a society where a pill will fix anything. Is that where you're putting your faith? Is that where you're putting your trust and your hope? Are you waiting on them to develop the pill? The only pill that I'm waiting on is I don't like to eat because I had stomach surgery and eating makes my stomach upset. That's the way I stay so skinny. I would like a pill where I didn't have to eat. That would be cool. Except Rice Krispie Treats. Rice Krispie Treats are cool. But those who wait, trust, and hope in the Lord. That's the first verse of that. Learn to wait on the Lord. It is the key to success. Wait on the Lord. But those who wait, trust, and hope in the Lord will find new strength. Life doesn't get easier for Jesus' cowboys. I want you to know that. When you become a Christian, and, and you know what? Sometimes it's a shame that I, that I don't even want to use that word because a lot of people go around claiming that they're Christians, and they're not. That's why I said life doesn't get easier for Jesus' cowboys. It doesn't. When you come to know Christ and you start riding for His brand, your life will not get easier. You will get stronger. That's the difference, see? Life doesn't get easier. God makes you stronger. Jesus makes you stronger. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Do you notice what that says? I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Does that have anything to do with you? No. It means Him. You know, whenever I get out there and I rope something, even a big old heifer, it's not my power that's holding her, it's the horse's. That's what this means. Whenever you've got Jesus Christ living in and through you, you can do anything, but it's actually Him doing it through you. It has nothing to do with you. You're just the vessel. Waiting makes you a stronger cowboy. It makes you an all-around stronger cowboy. Do not be afraid to wait on the Lord. It says it right there. It's a promise from God, but those who wait on the Lord will find new strength. Or it says their strength will be renewed. Do you feel weak? Are you at the end? You don't know how you can keep going? Well, maybe you're doing too much. Because, you know, I mean, some of us have kids, and sometimes I go out to help Griffin. I'm like, Griffin, you need some help? I can do it! I can do it! I'm like, well, have at it. And then when it all falls apart or, you know, whatever happens, he's like, Dad, will you come help me? Yeah, I tried to in the first place. You know what? Either Jesus will do it, or you can do it. But if you want to do it yourself, he's going to go, well, you know, I gave you free will. If you want to tackle that on your own, you know, do, trusting in ourselves for strength is like roping a bull off a stick horse. That's what we get. And some of you are getting drug around because you're not waiting on the Lord. You're trying to do everything yourself. It says, but those who wait on the Lord will find new strength, Philippians 4.13. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Waiting on the Lord will make you a stronger cowboy. The next verse, or the next line in that, in that verse says, they will soar on wings like eagles. Waiting makes what you do look effortless and gives you a new perspective. How would you like to start succeeding in everything you do? And the reason I think that you can succeed, because if you're waiting on God to do it, God don't not succeed. Does that make sense? God doesn't fail. That's what I was trying to say. So if you are waiting on God to do it, God's never going to do something that fails. You want a new perspective? Do you feel like whatever instance you're going through right now, that you're loping up behind it and everything, and you rope, and you miss, and you got to peel off, and then somebody else comes along right behind you and is able to accomplish what you couldn't? 
You need a new perspective on it. You need to quit trying to do everything and control everything and let God do it through you. They will soar on wings like eagles. Let me ask you a question. Have you ever seen an eagle soar? I have not. I've, 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 never, I've never seen one. But I've seen a buzzard soar, okay? So I'm just going to have to make a kind of a cowboy from West Texas parallel. I've seen a turkey buzzard soar. And it looks pretty effortless, and from what I've seen on TV, eagles are about the same. Oh, they're just holding their arms out. Wings, I guess. I don't guess they got arms. <laughs> Cacaw! I don't know if they cacaw or not, but I just wanted to do that. You know, but, but they're not out there. They're not. They're just like... And they can see everything. Wouldn't you like that to be your life? I mean, come on. You're tired of struggling. You feel weak. You're tired of missing out on everything. You need a new perspective, a high perspective. Think about that. You know, there's a big difference in the way an eagle sees things and the way someone who's laid down and given up sees things. Give up. Lay down on the ground with your face in the dirt. Tell me what you see. Would you rather see that or would you rather have that bird's eye view? Better yet, a God's eye view. See the big picture. To know that that canyon is coming up. Those who wait on the Lord will soar on wings like eagles. It's a new perspective on life. And you get to see things that you never thought you would be able to see. You can see the challenges coming. It's effortless. Wait on the Lord. Wait on your shot. The next one. They will run and not grow weary. That's what the Bible says. But those who trust in the Lord will find new strength. They will soar high on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. Waiting on the Lord makes you faster. It makes you faster. God's timing is faster than your impatience. You know, I, I, I use this illustration with my daughter whenever I'm trying to tell her about what it means to wait on the Lord and to pray for things and everything. Because just imagine, God says, if you who are evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your perfect Father in heaven give to His kids? And if you believe in Jesus Christ, you are a son of God. He wants to do nice things for you. Does that mean that life is going to be skittles and rainbows and unicorns and you know flying blue whales? No. But God does love you and He wants good things for you. And I'm not necessarily talking about material things, but a lot of people understand that. And I tell Riley, I'm like, Riley, picture this. Let's say that I knew on your 21st birthday I was going to buy you that nice Camaro that you wanted. But I don't tell you because it's a surprise. And then on your 20th birthday, you get tired of waiting, so you go get that Ford Pinto because that's all you can afford. Guess what? I ain't buying you the Camaro. You've already got a car. And I believe that that is an illustration of what happens to every single one of us. We get impatient. We try to jump in front of God and we try to do it ourselves. C.S. Lewis said, and you all have heard me quote this, we are content making mud pies with sex, drink, and ambition and eating mud pies. We are content with that rather than feasting on the feast that God offers us by the sea. Wait on Him. He wants to bless you, and I am not talking about giving you a bigger house. I'm talking about in here. I am not talking about material stuff. He may do that, and He might not. I don't care about material things. I'm talking about your family, your health, who you are. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. God's timing is faster 
than your impatience. They will walk and not faint. That's what the last line says. They will walk and not faint. Waiting on the Lord will keep you from giving up. We give up because we try to be God and make things happen. You know, I don't know this person, but I heard the story one time that this person bounced from job to job to job to job to job. And I mean, when I say bounce, I'm talking like two weeks to a month. And they're like, oh God, rescue me from this heathenist pit that I'm working in. And then they would... They would get a new job and they'd say, Oh, God rescued me from that pit of despair. And a month later, they're like, God rescued me from this pit of despair. And I was like, I just want to say, So God was putting you in all those pits of despair? I mean, come on. Think about that. We give up because we try to be God and make things happen. Look, I'm telling you, man, when you know it's from God, you will know it. And I think that more people are injured trying to go through gates that God has closed instead of having the confidence to wait on that one to open. Or they try to choose which one's going to open. They stand there at that one gate and they're like, donk, donk, their head. Come on, God, I'm praying that you'll open this gate when there's one right here that's open that's even better. we got to learn to wait on God. Depend on Him. Trust in Him. And you know what? You're not trusting in Him. Let's see, how do I put this? You can't trust in something that is visible. You've got to trust that He has a plan for you. You have to trust that He knows best, not what you think you want. The Bible says that He will give us the desires of our heart. That doesn't mean that He's going to give you whatever you want. He knows what you need, and He knows those things that are going to make you happy. They will walk and not faint. Here's the bottom line. We've got to learn to wait on our shot. Learn to wait on the Lord. Waiting on your shot makes you an all-around stronger cowboy. But what do I mean by shot? Waiting on the Lord. Pray about something. If you think you have a need, why don't you pray about it and write it down every single day and pray until He either gives it to you or what you'll figure out is you'll stop praying for it. Like, hey, did you answer that prayer? I kind of forgot to pray about that. Guess you didn't really need it that bad anyway, did you? Waiting on your shot and waiting on God makes you an all-around stronger cowboy. Waiting on your shot and waiting on God makes what you look effortless and gives you a new perspective. Waiting on God gets your prayers answered faster. Because God, God's timing is faster than your impatience. Waiting on your shot will keep you from giving up. Man, God doesn't fail. So if God is doing it through you, you're guaranteed success. People say, ah, too many rules and regulations to follow being a Christian. Right, right, right. God says, hey, you just sit over here and relax and let me do everything. What's, I mean, yeah, that's tough, man. You slave driver, you. Here's the bottom line. Wait, trust, and hope in the Lord to provide everything you need and want. If He don't provide it, you don't need it. Think about that. Wait on the Lord. God works for the good in all things for those that believe in Christ Jesus. We've started our fourth year. We've completed three full years of Save the Cowboy. Three full years ago, we started with 76 people on an Easter Sunday, 2011. Now, we're over 50,000 online. And Easter Sunday, we had 495 in three years. And you know what my number one, I'm not going to say number one prayer, but one of the biggest prayers I've had since we moved here, I needed a place for my family to live. I needed a place to build a church. And I had an audacious vision of having a ranch 
where we could do things and race some cows. And some of you have never had the opportunity to get on a cow pony and go get behind a set of mamas and babies and push them to a set of pens. And I had this audacious dream that we could have that here in Colorado. And I'm happy to say that we have that right now. We will be building our church two and a half miles from here. We have a place to put my family, and we have 800 acres right across the road where we can grow some cows. See, we've, we've, we've found places before that, you know, I found places to live. I can live anywhere. I've proven it. I've lived in snake-infested bunkhouses before. Needed pl- there's places to live, but nowhere to put the church. Found places to put the church, but nowhere to live. Never found a ranch that we could run some cattle on. But God provided them all in one place. Three years worth of praying. Abraham waited 90 years for his son to be born. How long will you wait on the Lord? I'm telling you right now that God wants to bless what you do, not for your glory, but for His. Hi, this is Lovey Weatherby. I call myself the worst preacher's wife ever, but Kevin calls me his better half. Confused yet? Well, you shouldn't be. All you need to do is go to SaveTheCowboy.com and you can find links to our live church broadcast each Sunday morning. Or you can go back and listen to this service or any others that you missed. Did you know my man is the author of four books? You can find them all, as well as sermons on CD, by clicking on the store link at SaveTheCowboy.com. On behalf of Kevin and Save the Cowboy, thanks for listening. Hey, do you have horses? If you do, then you need to call my friends Rod and Brenda Denning at Hitch and Post Hay. This is where I get all of my hay and Fiona loves it. Call them at 303-324-8217 and tell them that you heard about them from Save the Cowboy and they'll donate 5% of the sale to our mission to reach cowboys and cowgirls. Give Hitch and Post Hay a call for premium quality horse hay at 303-324-8217.